Well, good morning. Um, this morning, um, as you just heard, uh, we're continuing um, our journey to generosity, where uh, as followers of Jesus, we're looking to God's word uh, like he did. Um, kind of easy for him to do since he is also the word. <laughs> but we're looking to God's word for what we need to find generosity, what I'm calling for short, uh, an eager spirit of giving. And it was Jesus, of course, who showed us perfectly um, how to do that by giving his life. And now it's our turn to give ours to God and to others just like he gave his. That's, um, you know, that's really how we witness to each other and to the world who Jesus is. He is the one who eagerly gave it all. And uh, it's really that simple. But uh, like so many simple things um, can be difficult um, when we trip over ourselves uh, trying to do it on our own power. It doesn't become difficult uh, when we uh, open ourselves to God's grace. And... um, this note on generosity, uh, you know, as soon as you get up and talk about a spirit of giving or generosity in a church, there's, a, oh, you know, he's talking about money and the church wants our money. Um, our money is but a small part of um, the big bucket called generosity. You know how we know this? It's because Jesus is the biblical model of generosity. Paul gives us um, Jesus as the example of someone rich who made himself poor for others. And precisely because Jesus um, is the model of generosity, a spirit of giving, we know that generosity must involve so much more than our money. And that's because by all accounts, um, well, biblical and historical accounts, not uh, bank accounts, but by all accounts, Jesus had very little money. The biblical example of generosity wasn't rich because of money. Rather, he was rich because of who he was and is. And because of what he did have and he does have to give. And so the most generous person who ever lived didn't achieve that because he had a lot of money. So there has to be more to generosity than simply our finances. Last week, last week we made uh, two stops on our journey to generosity so far. We saw that in order for us to truly find this eager spirit of giving that we see in Christ, well, we can't do it on our own. We need God's grace. And part of what helps, a huge part of what helps us to remove any barrier we have to receiving that grace, which in turn enables us to live life with the spirit of giving, is we need to submit, to submit ourselves and all we have to the Lord. And oh, we talked about last week and what it would be to gain that perspective, that feeling from sunrise to sunset, and maybe even while we sleep. I was thinking about that, um, contemplating on that further this week, and I, man, if only, if only I could really feel that way about myself, that there really isn't, uh, you know, me, my, or mine, 
that all I am and all I have belongs to God. If I could just find that place more often, if I could just find that place, huge barriers removed for any reluctance I might have to, uh, to give my life, my life when it's not mine. When we talked about the lottery, it's like winning the lottery and getting to spend someone else's money, which is a lot more fun to do. We, um, we also saw last week that an important step along the journey to generosity is what we're doing each Sunday in this series and throughout the week, and that's study the scriptures. Study what um, God's inspired guide says about what it means to be generous, what it means to have this spirit of giving. And this morning we're going to take two more steps on our journey to generosity. So far we have submit, we have study, and the next step beginning with S is see. See what God has provided in your life. And this, uh, this step uh, in part involves everybody's favorite pastime. Self-assessment. Oh, right? Or worse yet, there's something worse. Asking someone else to help assess you. Exactly. (laughs) For those of you who are married, uh, like your husband and wife. Or wife. Ooh. Now, there's a fun-filled date night. (laughs) Okay, honey, uh, you go first. What's your honest assessment of me? Is that going to end well? Actually, it's not all that scary. What we're really after is an assessment of what God has provided in our lives. And it can be very helpful when we can find the humility to have others close to us help us with that. Because sometimes it's hard for us to see on our own what God has given to us. Our own self-assessment can be so easily warped. We lack perspective. In fact, I'll um, I'll give you an excellent date night or even an excellent night out with friends or brothers or sisters. This isn't just for merry folks. For a question uh, when you're sitting around that you can ask each other. I'll jump to the end of the sermon. This is your assignment this week. Find someone close to you who knows you and ask them this question. And this discussion, I think, uh, has every chance of ending very, very well. Ask each other, what do you see in my life that God has provided? What do you see in my life that God has provided? Now, if you're married, when your spouse asks you that question, just don't jump on the answer. Don't make your first answer, well, me, of course, he gave you me. Um, What do you see in my life that God has provided Where do you see that I'm gifted? Where do you see evidence of God's blessing 
in my life and who I am or anything that I have. In fact, um, in fact, I want to practice this morning. This worked in the 8 o'clock service, so I'm going to try it again in the 10, thir- or 10 o'clock service. Um, this will either work great or this will, um, may lead you to never want to come to church ever again. So uh, Bob locked the doors. What I'd love, I'd love a volunteer. Um, um, if you're sitting next to someone you know, or if there's someone here that you know, um, would anyone volunteer, just raise your hand and, and share with us something that you see in their life that God has provided, something they're good at, something that they're gifted in. Do I, do I have a volunteer? Oh, go ahead. Do you want to say? Oh, okay. They're having fun. See how well it's going so far? Okay. Go ahead, Chuck. Yes. says his wife is kind and caring and thoughtful about others. And I have some affirmation from some friends. God has provided her with that, yes? Anybody else? Yeah, go ahead. Speak loudly. Use your outdoor voice. Okay. <laughs> so this is my mother, and not only does she put up with my crap, she is also an incredible chef, and she has a very successful cooking school. Ah, so she has a high level of tolerance for you. And your outdoor voice. And she's an incredible chef, yes? Excellent. God has provided her with this. Amen? Yeah, what else? Anybody else? Yeah, go ahead, Lucille. Um, I would just like to say about, about both of you, Gail, my mom has such a gift of administering, mm-hmm. but that's not what I teach So we have a gift of administration, a gift of appreciating beauty, a gift of, boy, remembering birthdays and dates. Uh, excellent. And God has provided you with these things, yes? One more. What else? Yeah, go ahead. This is our new drummer, ladies and gentlemen. Stand up, Chad. Are we glad Chad's here? Okay, sit down, Chad. Okay. I'm inspired by Rebecca. Stand up. And no. Go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> well, now you see, now you, you can accept that. And you say, thank you. Go ahead, say, thank you, Chad. Okay, good. Uh, God has provided her, what's your name? Christine. Christine, uh, with the gift of humility. Now, and, you know, I, I've no doubt that I, I, if we went around the room, um, we could spend the rest of the day voicing what we see in others that God has provided, what they're good at, and spend the rest of the day hearing someone um, tell us and inform us what it is that they see. Let me ask, um, let me ask the few folks that um, um, didn't speak, but let me ask the folks that had someone say something that uh, they see of God in them. How did that make you feel? 
Make you feel good, affirmed? I know it does me. Someone, um, when someone says to me, you know what, here's what I see that God has provided um, you, Todd, in your life. Here's a, an area where I see um, you're gifted. Um, it humbles me. And humility is a great sledgehammer weapon against that barrier that keeps us from enjoying Christ's spirit of giving. When someone affirms what they see of God in me, oh, man, really? You think so? Wow, I wonder how I could use that. I wonder how I could use that in God's kingdom. I wrote... um, I wrote some things down um, just in case this didn't go so well. Um, man, what has God provided you in your life? Yeah, food, shelter, uh, the ability to get around, uh, transportation, prayer, uh, gift of encouragement, someone who can fix things. And then um, <laughs> find myself wanting to move to the teens over here. Hey guys, how you doing? How many of you have the gift of texting? <laughs> okay, now amongst yourselves, who is the champion texter? Is there someone that is like, man? It's like a type. Whoa, Katie. Uh, a lot of people pointing to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many, of you, uh, how many of you are really good at keeping up with all the status reports on Facebook of all your stuff? Yeah? Now, uh, for these folks in testing and for uh, any other of us who are gifted in a certain way, um, once you see that it's been provided for you, even something like texting, the next step in our journey is uh, set aside. Set aside resources that you've identified that God has provided for you to give. And so the next task is, um, whether it's any one of you, how could you use um, what you're good at or what you're into, whether it's texting or whether it's encouragement or affirmation or um, administration, whatever it is, how could you give that uh, in a way to God? How could you use that uh, to love God and, and love others? You remember, uh, speaking of texting, do you remember when, um, as, tech, as this technological age just exploded the last 10 and 20 years, we were told, man, when we have a computer in our hands and we're um, really up and running, boy, what's coming? We're going to have all this time. How'd that turn out? See, you can allow a tech technology, if you'd let it, technology can free up a lot of time. But if you don't prevent it, it will be the biggest time-sucking factor that the world has ever seen in your life. Our time, what about that one that God has provided for us? whether it's um, a few days of life on this earth, whether it's a hundred years, relatively short 
and so precious. What do you do with your time? Boy, and it can be anything. I'm thinking of the next sermon series that I'd like to do with you guys. I want to walk through the book of Esther with you, um, one of my favorites. And one reason I love that story is, um, yeah, the number one thing that God used as far as what he had provided Esther, used her beauty. Even something like her beauty, her looks, we think, boy, that's so shallow. You know, Esther had a lot of other qualities that God used. Courage leaps to mind, my goodness. But, but for her beauty, she doesn't win the who gets to be the queen contest and save her people and, in effect, save us since Jesus came from that line. God can even, he could use anything and everything. What are you good at? What has God provided in your life? And once you identify those things with the help of others, how can you use it generously? How can you set some of it aside? This week, um, my dad uh, sent me a video, uh, and for once it didn't have to do with the election. (laughs) I mean, if you have parents and grandparents, you get like inundated with all these political... Okay, well, maybe it's just me. I think, what? I'm teasing my dad a little bit, but he sent me a video this week. He said, Todd, I said, um, he said, I know what you're speaking on. Maybe this works with your message. And he was right, so I want to share it with you um, as a way to introduce the video. You know, one of the things, many things I love best about the We Are West Bulls videos? Have you noticed that uh, John Burns uh, picks a song for everyone? And, and I just always, uh, I love to listen to that. I wonder what song he's going to pick for them, just based on his time or sense of you and your spirit and the interview and the edit process. And the, I always like to listen for the song. And I thought, you know, that's a really neat picture. And the poets, I'm sure, have said it uh, many times before me. But one way you can look at um, your life is to suggest or use the picture of you, your life is a song. And um, if you could take the metaphor with me, if your life is a song, what would that song be? What would those around you say they hear your life singing? So as we watch this video, um, ask yourself, if your life was a song, what would your song be? Let's watch.
What do you think he heard? I don't know. If your life was a song, what would it be singing? What would the children in your life hear sung? See what God has provided for you. Moses in Exodus 35 tells us that God told him, from what you have, take an offering for the Lord, he tells us. The Apostle Paul, who knew Exodus really well, must have had that instruction from Moses in mind when he wrote, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. And many passages such as these with a similar message form a bridge and connect to the see what God has provided in your life and our next stop on our journey set aside resources to give because before we can set anything aside we have to know what we have to set aside and and once we see what we have to provide uh, people help us with discerning what our song is that God's given us the next step to is to set aside from those resources things to give from what you have give so beautifully intimate and personal from our God, isn't it? From what you have, each of you have. Give. Bible teachers, mental health professionals, counselors alike often uh, use the illustration of margins. It's important to have margins in our lives. You ever hear that? And the idea is that we don't want our busyness to consume us and So if our life looked like uh, something like this, we're to work toward or try to schedule it so it looks more like this. The believer, at least, so there's room for God. And while that may be helpful in its own right, it's not my favorite illustration because, well, God can be um, marginalized. (laughs) And so I worked on what I thought, maybe this is a better illustration that God is in all of it, every moment of every day in the song that our life is singing, every opportunity. 
So far, our steps on our journey to generosity include um, submit, study, see, and set aside. Submit ourselves and all we have to the Lord. Study the scriptures for guidance. See what God has provided in your life and set aside from your life every part of it, resources to give. And what's next? Well, that depends. Are you a very scheduled, orderly, systematic, all your ducks in a row type of person? Or are you more uh, serendipitous, spontaneous, and your ducks tend to be all over the place type of person? Either way or both ways, whether you live life systematically and or spontaneously, our loving Father has a place for you in his great, big, generous spirit of giving family. And we'll tarry at those two stops, uh, some fun stops, I think, uh, next week, systematically and spontaneously. In the meantime, I hope you're reading through your booklets. If you're on our mailing list, you got them. Uh, if, not, uh, if not today, next week, uh, we'll have some extras in the lobby. Um, the author will be here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Dr. Kluth, he does focus specifically uh, on that one area of money, gives us very helpful advice. I'm learning a lot that I need to learn. But I uh, hope you're working through that book. In your additional assignment today, this week sometime, won't you, find someone close to you, um, a husband, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, a brother and sister, literally or in Christ. And would you have the humble guts, you know, to ask them uh, their assessment of you in this positive, leading to a good result way? What do you see uh, in my life that God has provided? And then in turn, start thinking about and praying about, will you? What is it that you can set aside from those same things? Where is it you can sing your song in a way that shows that God indeed is love and exudes Christ's spirit of giving? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for I want to thank you for uh, this community and this family those who have been here for a while and those who are our guests this morning. Father, there's so much that wants to get in the way of us accepting the free gift of your grace, complete with your indwelling presence in the Holy Spirit that can just burst open a spirit of giving, a spirit of generosity in how we live our lives. And Father, I would ask that you would unmute that loud song of who your son, the most generous person who ever lived, is. Keep the devil away. Protect us from his attempts to mute who your son is. Father, we love you. I just pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Would you stand, please, for the benediction this morning? It's from the Apostle Paul, and it's, to his, it's from his first letter to the church in Corinth. And um, I can't say for sure, but I think I've, I hear a sense of humor a bit in the Apostle Paul here. See if it strikes you that way. 
So it was to the church of Corinth in Paul's day, and I think um, it's for us today too. And Paul says, Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may match the completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what you have. From what you have, Moses adds, give your offering to the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week.